0: For a retirement that maximizes your portfolio, your social security, avoids unnecessary risks, and protects you from pitfalls, and frankly lets you retire and keeps the nest egg working, you need a retirement partner. You need someone looking out for your best interest and building a plan for you based on your situation. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, Kevin Frisbee at 800-998-5649.
1: Comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company.
2: When you're working and you want or need more money, you can do things like work overtime, get a new job, or even take a second job. In retirement, your opportunities for more money are limited and Social Security is not enough. On today's show, we'll highlight five sources of retirement income to think about. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your
0: assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey,
3: welcome in, everybody. This is Financial Safari. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joining me today is Jeff Truchon. He is an, a fiduciary advisor with Frisbee and Associates. Kevin is
2: uh, on the road, I guess we'll say, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Given the opportunity to kind of fill in and, uh, you know, I really enjoy these shows. It's fun to hop on and talk with you, Steve. So, uh, you know, I kind of say, take as much time as you want. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Well, again, but Jeff, you, uh, you know, you were just saying things are, things are busy, continue to be busy. And, uh, you know, certainly the, uh, you know, the, the market is going crazy. There's world events going on. And I mean, is that impacting, you know, the business in terms of how busy you are?
2: Yeah, I would say it is. I would definitely say it is. You know, usually it's times of like adversity and uncertainty where, you know, we kind of tend to pick up in terms of, you know, clients that may be reaching out and wanting to have conversations and check in and even, you know, prospects, people that aren't clients that are maybe working on their own or within a 401k. And it's usually these types of environments where it makes sense to kind of get a pulse check. Um, you know, that being said, the, the best time to buy fire insurance isn't when your house is on fire, right? So we always recommend making, you know, making sure you got a good plan in place and that your risk tolerance is in line. Uh, so that way, when events happen like this, you know, you kind of know how to navigate it and you're not, you know, caught off guard. So, you know, people are usually pretty comfortable during bull markets. You don't need to do a whole lot, but during times of uncertainty and adversity, yeah, we tend to, uh, you know, have a few more conversations. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you know, you, you, you said something smart there in terms of, you know, people that, that that are
3: clients right now, they've got a plan in place. The money that they, they need today or tomorrow is protected. And the money that, you know, they don't need for 10 years is is uh, still in the market.
2: Yeah, and it really every client is a little bit different, you know, in terms of risk tolerance and process. Um, you know, and and you know some clients are a little more tolerant with, with uh, you know uh, risk in the markets, and they understand the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs. And you have others that you know they they don't care to make you know ten percent; they just don't want to lose a dime. You know, so more conservative accounts make sense for them. But sure. it's a really unique environment when you talk about interest rates and um, you know opportunities to get a rate of return to outpace inflation, and these are all things to take into consideration. So certainly not a, uh, you know, a cookie cutter plan as much as it is, you know, understanding client situations and just having good conversation.
3: 800-998-5649. That's the number you can call to get started. All right, let's jump into this. We, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, creating income. That's the that's the goal of any retirement plan is creating that income and that cash flow. And uh, first on the list is uh, health savings account on HSA. Where do you fall on that, Jeff? I mean, is that a good thing, a bad thing? Do you like
2: them? Yeah, I think it's a good thing and I like them. Um, they're They're really, really great accounts it's kind of like the Roth IRA on steroids almost. Um, you know basically with an HSA and, and this is assuming that you have a high deductible health insurance plan. So the only way to qualify for one of these options is that you know you got to make sure you have a high deductible health insurance plan. Um, but with the HSA, whatever you put into the HSA up to a certain threshold uh, is tax deductible. So you get the benefits of you know a traditional IRA or a 401k, for instance, and then as long as the money is used for qualifying expenses, which is, you know, pretty much a, a broad list of healthcare related expenses, that money grows tax-free and comes out tax-free. So you get the tax deduction on the front end, unlike a Roth, but then you get tax-free growth all the way along and tax-free distributions like a Roth. So it's a really, really great option and unfortunately, um, you know, we're all going to need healthcare in the future. I mean, there's, there's pretty much no doubt about it in one capacity or another. So the, the likelihood of you utilizing these funds and taking advantage of the tax benefits of the HSA is really high. Um, so I'm a, I'm a huge advocate uh, of the HSA, Steve, if, if it fits into your plan and you qualify for it.
3: Seems to me that, you know, you mentioned too
2: that once you make
3: the, make the contribution to the HSA, that money is completely investable and you can really help it grow. And so if you started that around 50 years old, by the time you get to retirement, you got a nice nest egg right there.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And, and that's a big conversation I have with a lot of clients who really, you know, maybe they contribute to HSAs, but it's kind of one of those accounts that they don't really understand that maybe the true benefits of fully, or, you know, maybe they're not kind of paying attention to it as much as they are their 401k or their IRA. And they just, yeah, I've got one of those, but you know, I'm, it's not a huge priority on my list. And you bring up an important point because a lot of people, you know, they have their HSAs, maybe it's with a local institution, like a credit union, or maybe through your employer, but generally it's just sitting in cash, you know, a lot of people contribute to the HSAs and then it just kind of sits there. So you get the tax benefits of making the contribution and, and, you know, you can take it out tax-free down the line, but you also generally have the opportunity to invest it. You know, just like an IRA or a Roth IRA, you can buy an S&P index fund or some some mutual funds or work with an advisor to, you know, get some guidance on that. So so that way, like you said, you know, that money has the opportunity to keep up with inflation over a long period of time. And, and the primary benefits of this account are tax-free redistribution. So, let's try to grow that as much as you can, you know, to, to have, you know, growth and earnings within the account to benefit, you know, from those tax-free distributions.
3: And so, once you turn 65, you, that's the cutoff. You can't contribute anymore, but you can still use it to pay your, your, your care costs,
2: you know, on Medicare, the, the co-pays, the out-of-pockets. I mean, all of that's still included. Yeah. Ton- I mean, so many expenses that you can utilize. So, health uh, Medicare premiums is a big one. You know, generally, your Part B comes out of your Social Security check. But for drug plans or advantage plans or anything above and beyond, um, you know, for doctor's visits, co-pays, you know, certain medications, certain procedures, um, you know, contacts. I mean, there, there's so many different things that you can qualify for, Um, you know, this account really isn't spoken of, uh, you know, highly enough. And again, you have to qualify for it with a high deductible plan. So, it's kind of unfortunate if you you have a high deductible plan, Um, you know, but this is a really great opportunity to kind of find a silver lining and really kind of tuck some money away in a really tax favorable account. You know, for for 2022, you can put um, as an individual $3,650 into the account. So, the contribution amounts are less, right? Because it is so tax favored. Um, And then as a family, you can put $7,300 $7,300 a year into that HSA account. And the, the nice thing is another advantage is these HSA accounts, they give you debit cards. So basically you can like, you know, go to the store or, or go to, you know, the, the doctor's office or wherever it may be, and you can just swipe a card. Right, so it's right. almost like you've got your debit card for your checking account, but this is just a debit card linked up to this incredibly tax-favored account. You know, you just got to keep your receipts. You know, make sure you're tracking all your purchases to make sure that they qualify. But yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm yeah, big
3: absolutely. Fan. Uh, and uh, so let's. So we're talking about uh, income in retirement and income sources that perhaps we didn't think about. And the HSA certainly is a good one. Uh, let's talk about dividends, dividend-paying stocks. I mean, we, we hear about that. We've heard about them for years. I, I, they're still a thing, but I mean, are they how how do we know what's to do? How do we know about a dividend stock? I guess.
2: Yeah, I think you know about it really by having conversations with, you know, advisors or really kind of doing your own research. You know, the, uh, the the World Wide Web is a wonderful tool to kind of educate yourself. And granted, there's an overflow of information, so make sure the sources are, you know, uh, are, are valid. Um, but just generally having conversation and asking the right questions. So not every stock pays a dividend. Generally, it's your value type stocks, your stocks that have strong, you know, strong cash flows, strong balance sheets where they can afford to pay out a portion of their earnings to investors or shareholders which is what a dividend is but you don't usually see that with like growth stocks or your small cap stocks or stocks that are more dependent upon future earnings because they're taking a lot of the potential earnings or, or you know whatever they're raising for funds and they're reinvesting that money into the company to focus on growth in the future um, so so really with your dividend companies you're looking at you know stronger balance sheets positive cash flows your value type stocks that you know are, are focused on sharing profits with shareholders over time.
3: Are you, are you recommending that to people? Or better yet, this is, a, give me an example of a, of a dividend paying stock. What, you know, just arbitrarily, what would one be?
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you were to look at, you know, Duke Energy is a really oh, good okay. dividend all paying all right. stock. You know, you, you've got companies like Boeing and Ford and, oh, so you the, know, basically I mean, obviously all these the biggies. The biggies, yeah, the blue chip stocks, you know, generally, they're the blue chip stocks that have been around for a while and are relatively well established. But I'll, I'll say that doesn't necessarily come without risk. And I say Boeing and Ford, um, because, you know, it, it's really unique, you know, dividends aren't guaranteed. And you have to remember that, you know, dividends are dependent upon, you know, the the a lot of different factors, the economy, the way the business is operating, demand for that specific product and sector, um, you know, you, you would think that Boeing and Ford would be relatively bulletproof, but in May of 2020, after the COVID crash, I mean, they cut their dividends, you know? So, and, and that's after those stocks took a pretty significant hit, you know, in terms of, 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 you know, valuations due to the COVID crash and people's inability to buy vehicles, at least at that point, which sure. has certainly changed now, um, but people's ability to travel, right? Get on a plane. So, Boeing's not going to have substantial earnings outside of the bailouts they receive because people can't travel. So, if you have a stock that gets, you know, cut in half and they cut their dividend, and there's a pretty significant amount of risk there. So, sure. you know, we, we certainly believe in dividends. We definitely take a different approach as opposed to a dividend strong dividend focused, you know, solely portfolio. Um, and, and certainly we can kind of talk about that, but I, I think in today's day and age, you really got to be balanced and, and you got to be more nimble in the environment, you know, with interest rates and geopolit- geopolitical risks. Um, you know, I don't think there's a, um, you know, having, having solely your, your entire portfolio of dividend stocks is, is, is risky for for those that are in retirement.
3: So again, another source of income in retirement could be your house, especially maybe if you have a, like a vacation home, you could, that can become a bit of a, a cash cow, so to speak.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you've got the opportunity to rent it out, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I think few and far people are, are uh, few and far in between, you know, are, are people able to kind of utilize their home as an investment or income producing opportunity. You know, for the most part, you have single families and they're in their home, you right. know, Saturday, Sunday through Saturday. And, uh, <laughs> but it, it is an opportunity if, if the situation is, is um, you know, if your specific situation kind of qualifies for it with Airbnb or, or VRBO, or if you're a snowbird here in the state of Maine, maybe you're in Florida six months out of the year. Well, maybe those other six months, instead of just leaving that home, you know, vacant, you can rent it out, you know, if you're in a desirable area. And I think you got to take all that into consideration, you know, and we talk about interest rates, you know, um, you, you got to kind of get creative in terms of how you're going to create income because the environment has just, you know, changed, you know, drastically over the last 40 years when you talk about, you know, interest rates and the ability to get a rate of return on your money. So looking at, you know, a side job or maybe, you know, utilizing your home is, is certainly a, uh, an opportunity on the table.
4: All right. Well, on that note, let's throw things over to Kevin and uh, invite folks to call. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation.
3: 800-998-5649. You'll get a comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll find you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649.
2: No matter what the market does, we still have to save for retirement. On today's show, we'll outline four four ways your retirement strategy should change after you turn 50. In retirement, some people like to take
0: it easy. Uh, let's see, to nap or not to nap. And some people like to go, go, go. And then we went to St. Thomas, then New Orleans, then our grandson's soccer game, then for the theater in New York, to Board You know what the beauty of it is? It's your choice. Ah. <sighs> Live it like you want. If you have the right plan, enter Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. We're back on Financial Safari. Uh, Jeff Treshawn is here for
3: Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Jeff, of course, is a fiduciary independent uh, and a key member of the team at Frisbee and Associates. And uh, Jeff, we were talking in the last segment about income and uh, we, we kind of slid over one, one topic, uh, but that, and that's interest. And, you know, interest as a source of income. And I think for a lot of us today, we're going, a source of income? Banks are paying me 1% or less. <laughs> so, let's. how do we break that down? How do we look at that?
2: Yeah, I, I hate to laugh at that because it, it's, you know, it's really helpful. <laughs> well, it's. It's. I know. It's really just such a sad environment when you talk about interest rates and the opportunity to kind of get a risk-free rate of return on your money. And in retirement, I mean, isn't that what everybody wants? They want a risk-free rate of return. You know, we get people that come into the office and, you know, I want to I make, you know, 5%, 10%, but I don't want to lose anything, right? Right. Um, so, everybody kind of wants that to have their cake and eat it too. But No, interest rates, I mean, they they really impact a a, a significant amount of things, you know, when you talk about the market and the economy and income, you know, back in 1980, you know, the 10-year treasury, the the primary interest rate, the 10-year treasury was 21, uh, was around 18%. So, you could get a CD, you know, in the bank at 18%, right? And and just hold it for 10 years and make 18% on your money. Now, granted, inflation was high and, you know, your mortgage rates were high, uh, but the reality is, you know, for the last 40 years, we've been in a decreasing interest rate environment. environment. You know, right now, the, the best five-year CD, according to bankrate.com, that you can get is 1.6%, um, you know, annually. And if that's after-tax money, you got to pay taxes on that earnings every year. So, when you look at inflation, right, the CPI index, which I think happens to be probably the lowest possible number that they can give us for a basket of goods, you know, at seven and a half percent, I mean, you're losing six percent of your purchasing power every year um, you know, holding your money in that CD at one and a half percent. You know, there, there's a rule of seventy-two, and I, I think we've talked about this on shows in the past. But mm-hmm. the rule of seventy-two says if you want to determine how long it's going to take your money to double, divide the rate of return that you're going to get into seventy-two, and that will tell you how many years it's going to take you to double your money. Well, the opposite is true in terms of how long will it take your money to get cut in half when you're talking about your rate of return. I don't like this math. (laughs) I know, but it's real and you have to talk about it and we got to solve for it. You know, it's a huge, huge deal for people that are in retirement. All right. So if you're earning, if you're earning, you know, one and a half percent and inflation is seven and a half, that means your real rate of return is 6%. Wow. If you divide six into 72, let's say you get a hundred thousand dollars in that CD that $100,000 today is going to be worth $50,000 in terms of purchasing power in 12 years. So if you're retiring at 65 and you hit 77 in 12 years and your purchasing power is cut in half, I mean, that's a problem, right? So you really gotta have a plan in place for how you're you know, discussing this, this interest rate conversation. And, and I mean, I could go on, you know, I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, the Federal Reserve has said they're gonna raise interest rates and you know, they're gonna work to slow down inflation. And I really think that only tells half the story because you've got to remember the relationship between bonds and interest rates. Um, You know, when interest rates rise, bond prices perform poorly. So even though people may be excited about, you know, rates rising to get a better rate on a CD or more favorable rates, you know, in terms of risk-free returns, I mean, if you're in retirement and you've got 50, 60, 70% of your portfolio in bonds and rates rise substantially... Yeah, you know, bonds really move from uh, you know risk-free return to return-free risk pretty quickly in that environment. So these are all things that you know you really want to kind of just have on your radar. And and you know if you don't have it on your radar, you want to work with a financial advisor that has it on their radar. And this is stuff that we're paying close attention to every single day. So interest rates are unique; they're depressing right now, um, but you know it, it is what it is, and you just got to kind of navigate the environment to the best of your ability. Sure.
3: Eight hundred nine nine eight five six four nine is the number you can call, and so the interest rates. I mean, that's a that's a whole you know category into itself, and and uh, so we we talk about turning fifty as a turning point for looking at retirement. And I think we all wake up one day, we're fifty years old, and you go, hmm, I got uh, less work in front of me than behind me. I need to talk about retirement. And for most of us, we probably had two, three, four jobs over the years. Maybe there's a four hundred one k out there that uh, needs to needs some attention. So we got to track it down how do we do that
2: yeah it's it's um you know the, the 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 easiest way is just to kind of remember who you worked for right and then what we can do is we can get in contact with the human resources department of that specific employer figure out you know who they're using for a custodian or who they used for a custodian at the time that you held an account with them and then we just start making some phone calls um but it, it is important you know you're right i mean you know the average length of the job i think is at least for my generation is about six years five six years i know you know the boomer generation was was certainly longer than that. Um, But if you are changing jobs, bouncing around, um, you know, it's not uncommon to see accounts that were kind of, you know, maybe a little bit neglected and left behind. And 50 is really kind of that sweet spot. You know, you're about 15 years away from that, you know, Medicare age and and Social Security eligibility. So starting to have that conversation to say, all right, let's get my ducks in a row. Let's make sure I, I I know my personal balance sheet and what I have for assets and liabilities. And, you know, having that information in front of you is just going to help you plan all that more efficiently.
3: Well, it just seems like if you've got multiple 401ks out there, just to get them in one place and see how much you got.
2: Yeah, definitely. And again, that ties back to the balance sheet and the budget, which are kind of the fundamental conversations that we're having with a lot of clients. You know, so it's funny. I had a client that you know lives in Maine, but he was in the military, so he was all over the country, and you know he had to make uh, you know according to his tax advice uh, at the time, his CPA, his CPAs advice at the time, IRA contributions. And what he ended up doing, uh, you know, throughout the years, was making IRA contributions at the local credit unions, uh, you know, in the in the city that he had lived in various states throughout the country. So, when he came on board and we were looking to consolidate all of his accounts, you know, we had like six accounts that we had to kind of chase down all across the country and figure out where they were and what the balances were to get everything transferred over. So, um, yeah, it's just starting the conversation and trying to think back and, uh, you know, do all we can to, uh, to hunt everything down and get it working hard for you.
3: Well, another thing at 50, we start to think, okay, so, most of our saving is probably done by then or in, in, in an ideal world, and so we've got this money that we've saved up, and we've got to start changing our mind in terms of acquisition to doing exactly what you do, and that's the distribution and preservation of that wealth.
2: Yeah, the, the focus shifts, and I would say, you know, I don't know if it's fair to say that savings is done at 50, you know, that that's really where you, you kind of, you're in your highest earning years, and hopefully, you know, if you've had a mortgage for the last 20, 30 years, you're close to paying it down, um, you know, you're in a position where maybe you're able to contribute more to the 401k, plus if you're getting you know compounding growth on a larger account value i think that's really where your savings kind of hits hits overdrive maybe not in terms of risk but at least in terms of like how much you're actually saving oh good point um yeah. So, but, you know, it, it's definitely true. I mean, you, you shift away from the focus of, of the number one concern of retirees is not, you know, passing away. It's not falling down. It's not getting sick. Um, it's outliving their money. So the focus shifts towards, you know, you really want to make sure you've got the least amount of expenses in retirement and the maximum amount of savings and income. So if that means maybe making some changes in your 50s to focus a little more on paying down debt so you can retire at 62 or 65 or whatever that target is, you know, at the expense of putting more into savings if you've been diligent in contributing you know, over the decades prior. Um, you know I think it's a worthwhile conversation to have because you really, really want to minimize your expenses and the amount of money that you have to come up with every month in retirement.
3: So at 50, as we begin to put that retirement plan together, start thinking about the income side of things, we've got to talk about social security. And that is a key part of anybody's retirement plan. And it, and it plays a key role and it should not be taken lightly, that decision.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's a big source of income. You know, for the average person, it's it's going to be at least thirty percent of your income in retirement. Um, you know, for your average married couple filing joint, um, it's about a one and a half million dollar nest egg in terms of income over your life expectancy. Um, so you really want to kind of make sure that you're making that decision. Um, you know, with a with a, a, a you know a chest full of information and education underneath you. Um, you know, in in terms of eligibility, you can file for Social Security as a, early as age. 62, um, you know, by doing so, there are some, some drawbacks and some potential penalties. Um, you know, your normal full uh, full retirement age for most most people nowadays is somewhere between age 66 and 67. And that's when you're entitled to 100% of your primary insurance amount. So, that number that tends to be in the top right-hand corner of your statement. Um, and then you can file as late as age 70. So, there are a lot of options. You get spousal benefits. You know, here in Maine, we have the Maine State you know Retiree System, PERS, um, you know, which, which incorporates potentially a windfall elimination provision or a government pension offset. You know, so there's a lot that goes into it, potential taxes on Social Security. I mean the list kind of goes on. So yeah. having a, you know making an informed and educated decision is really, really important. And uh, you know, we we definitely tie that into the conversation.
3: And you've mentioned this before, but as we get a little bit older, our our tendency is to be a little more conservative in our investing and that is something else that you can help us with.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. We we focus, you know, I'll tell you, our our niche client is 50, 55 and up. You know, we're not looking to beat the S&P 500. I mean, we have portfolios that have done it and will do it um, you know, over time in, in certain years, but our number one objective is is really working with clients that are transitioning to and through retirement. So we want to give upside opportunity when the market has that chance. And gives us that chance. But more than anything, specifically in today's environment, as of this recording, um, you know, we, we want to focus on keeping our clients invested for the long term and avoiding against big losses. So you can have a lot of safety in place, um, you know, without being super conservative in an 80-20 bond equity portfolio or being in CDs, you know, you can put yourself in a, pos- a position to, you know, achieve a rate of return that can compete, keep up with or outpace inflation, you know, without having tremendous downside risk. And that's really our focus.
3: And again, folks, if we piqued your interest and you like that focus, now's be a great time to, to give Jeff a call
4: and uh, come on in, sit down and have that conversation. Absolutely. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning for the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value They were going to give away complimentary with no obligation.
3: Hey folks, here it is. This is it. Your opportunity to do just that. Sit down, get a financial roadmap put together. Jeff is there for you at Frisbee and Associates. The whole team is there. They can give you a true practical financial review. It's a phone call away. 800-998-5649. Kevin just said 10 callers right now we will get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are right now, but more importantly, you'll find that you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649.
2: When we come back we'll take a look at five ways retirement is scarier than many seniors expected.
0: 800 998 Funny money or not-so-funny money. This time, we're talking about funny money. How much would you have if you doubled a penny each day for one month? One, two, three, three. No, much more. Let's get started and find out. On day one, you have a penny. Day 2, 2 cents, day 3, 4 cents, day 4, 8, then 16, 32, 64 cents. You see where this is going? We're doubling each time, and by day 15, you have $116.84. Now it really gets crazy. By day 18, you're at $1,310.72. By day 20, you're over $5,000. Over $167,000 on day 25. And by day 31, you're at $10,737,418.23. And it all started with one penny. You may not be able to save at that accelerated level, but it really drives home the value. Do pick up those pennies, even if they're not heads up. And whatever you're able to save is more that your retirement coach can work with to craft a great retirement plan for you. For Funny Money, I'm Dave Perkins.
3: on Financial Safari with Jeff Truchon, sitting in for Kevin Frisbee today, and I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Jeff, of course, a fiduciary independent, a key part of the team at Frisbee and Associates, and um, I I like this. This is a survey that was done by American Advisors Group that they they talked to more than 1,500 Americans between the ages of 60 and 75, and again, that's kind of the audience that we're talking to here, Jeff, Um, Mm. and I think they're... They're, the findings are, are, are interesting, uh, for sure, when we talk about um, two-thirds of American seniors, 66% uh, fear that economic inflation will, da- will damage their retirement. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, inflation, whew, that, I mean, that's a big deal today.
2: It's a huge deal. Uh, it's probably the top deal, um, you know, <laughs> outside of deal. current I events. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Russia-Ukraine is a really, you know, unfortunate situation, and there are geopolitical concerns. But you know, I, um, and obviously COVID, and and um, you know, there are a lot of. <laughs> we live in, you know, as as the title said, some unfortunately, relatively scarier times. Um, but yeah, inflation is a huge, huge deal, specifically for retirees and pre-retirees. Um, you know, again, we we talk about that that you know that Rule of seventy-two and that CPI number, that Consumer Price Index number, which gauges a a a general basket of goods year over year to determine roughly what inflation looks like, and right now that number is running about seven and a half percent. So if you're not earning anything on your money, you know, at seven and a half percent inflation, you know, you're going to get your 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 your, you know your legs cut out from underneath you. Unfortunately, within ten years, your your purchasing power is going to be cut in half. So it's very much a valid concern. And as I mentioned in the you know segments prior, the Major tool that you know that the Federal Reserve has in their tool bag to work to try to slow down inflation is via interest rate policy. Um, so, so just to kind of go down that that avenue real quick, um, when when the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, that constricts the money supply, which slows down economic activity. So, when you have higher interest rates, it's harder to get a mortgage, debt becomes more expensive you know, liquidity becomes harder to get your hands on, right? So that slows down expectations kind of moving forward. Um, but that unfortunately negatively impacts the bond market right? Interest uh-huh. rates and in bonds are kind of like a teeter-totter. So, when interest rates go down, bond prices go up and they do well. Um, when interest rates go up, bond prices perform poorly. You know, As I mentioned previously, in 1980, the 10-year treasury was to 18%. Um, as of today, it's 2%. And as of last August of tw- or two Augusts ago of 2020, it was half a percent. So, we've been in a 40-year environment where interest rates have been declining and bonds have been doing really well as a store of value or a safe haven in a portfolio. You know That, that, that script has kind of flipped now in terms of we're in a rising interest rate environment. And if the Fed is talking about raising interest rates even more substantially to try to slow down inflation, you know, your safe haven investments in your portfolio as bond investors are really going to kind of come under pressure as they have for the last 18 months. Um, So, it's a very valid concern. Inflation is the top concern. I mean, it affects literally everybody. Um, I mean, maybe maybe not the top 1% so much, um, but it affects everybody, you know. So, it's an important conversation to have. It's important to figure. Figure out a solution in some capacity to try to uh, you know try to resolve it, and you know we're doing all we can we can do to, to control what we can control to keep our clients safe and protected during this you know this high inflation, low interest, rising interest rate environment. So with that in mind, you know with I mean up until
3: this year really, well last year it was inflation was going up, but it seems to be just you know out of control at this point that's when you sit down and take a look at some of these plans that maybe were put together five years ago. Well, it's time to revisit that plan, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And and there's no doubt about it. You know, you you have to at least have the conversation to educate clients on what they have and where they're at. You know, here's what you have. Here's how this is designed to perform in this environment. You know, we we talk a lot about, you know, target date funds and life cycle funds, which I would say probably 60 to 75% of people that have a 401k own a life cycle or target date retirement fund. Of course. And what that's desi- what that's designed to do automatically is to allocate more to bonds the older you get. Well, if you're allocating more to bonds the older you get, the closer you get to retirement or the closer you get to that target date age and we're in a rising interest rate environment you know, and inflation is 7%, you know, that bond portion of your portfolio, which is, you know, a heavily allocated portion of the portfolio is is really going to come under pressure. You know, so are there other options and methodologies for how to manage money to employ a process that can be more dynamic and more nimble and not so set it and forget it, you know, in an environment where you really can't set it and forget it? You know, today's day and age, if we've learned anything since 2018, 2020, you know, you really got to be hands-on and nimble in terms of how you're managing money through this, you know, of this unique environment so with
3: inflation like you say around seven percent that means our expenses are more than what we thought and uh, as this survey shows um most seniors or many see 53 percent say their uh, their day-to-day costs are more than what they anticipated i think we all kind of fall victim to that sometimes don't we jeff where it's like well yeah. I, this is how much it's going to cost well no guess what
2: here's the reality yeah, for sure, and and like you said in, in the last question, that's why it's so impo- it's so important to have these conversations with clients on an annual basis when you're doing planning. Because if you're building in two percent inflation or three percent inflation, you know, and a year later, inflation is seven percent. Well, you got to adjust those models and have that conversation. Um, but yeah, you know, expenses are higher across the board, and you know, I, as as I've mentioned in previous shows, I think you could argue that you know, inflation is is a lot higher than seven and a half percent, particularly on things that people really want to buy. You know. You you look at home prices. You look at car prices, used cars. Um, you know, you look at energy. I mean, you know, oil prices are through the roof. I mean, as of this recording, we're you know 116 a barrel oil. You know, pushing you know three dollars and seventy five cents a gallon for gas. Um, you know, there it, it's a big it's a big focal point, and it's all due to inflation. You know, it's all due to inflation, and, and obviously the Russia Ukraine crisis doesn't help in terms of them being you know Russia being a big producer of oil. So, um, you know, you got to You got to It's one one of those things where you can only control what you can control. You know, we can only control how we respond to the environment, the macroeconomic environment, um, and it all ties back to having a plan. You know, what's your plan for how you're going to navigate challenging environments and, and changing dynamics moving forward? And you know, I, I, I firmly believe that's you know that's that's what we do really well.
3: And the we talk about this. We're talking about this survey, and this one we talk financial stability hard to achieve. And and I thought that this was a pretty startling statistic, where it talked about nearly half, or forty four percent, of widowed or divorced senior women say they've accumulated less money than they expected. Women really are kind of at a disadvantage in in this case, aren't they? I mean, you know, widowed, divorced. That I mean, that's a lot of pressure to to put on them.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. And it's hard to hard to say exactly what the culprit is there. Um, You know, but but the numbers kind of speak for themselves. So I I think in terms of like the the whole, right, if you're looking at it, you know, from a 10,000 foot view, we live in a consumption economy, you know, we live in an economy that is just consume, 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 take on debt, you know, take on credit cards, buy a mortgage, you know, don't buy now, pay later, right? Um, And and that really hinders people's ability to save money. So, not only do we live in a consumption economy, but there's just a significant lack of financial education all the way up through the traditional school systems, even through college, unless you're focusing on a a finance degree. Um, You know, so people don't really understand truly, and I'm painting with a broad brush, you know, how to handle money. And then you couple that with the consumption economy and then that disposal income. You get yourself living to paycheck to paycheck and it's really hard to tuck money away. You know, so we're, we have these, this conversation with clients and you know, it's a conversation for them to pass on to their kids and grandkids and, you know, make sure you're paying yourself first and you're do all, doing all you can to pay yourself before you pay anybody else and then let, you know, compounding interest take over and, uh, you know, do its thing for you over a long period of time. But yeah, it's 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 a tough environment. You know, financial stability is hard to achieve. It's a true statement. And, you know, with inflation the way it is and, and low risk, uh, you know, investment returns the way that they are, you know, it's uh, it, it's probably going to be challenging for a little while here. Sure. But that's why it's so important to have a relationship
3: with an advisor as we get into retirement or, you know, close to retirement. That's where you come in and can be that voice of calm, that voice of reason for us to be able to, you know, to deal with these things that are happening because you've been there, you've done that and you can help us understand. And you said something earlier too, that just really so true. You spend a great deal of time on education. It's about teaching people what's going on.
2: Yeah, I think that's the foundation of it all. You know, Kevin Kevin jokes and talks about him taking an educational approach and how his wife was a teacher. And, you know, I, I've fallen underneath that wing. And I just think that's the best way to do it. It's the best way to, to speak with people is to let them know what their options are and allow them to make an informed decision that they feel confident in. So if we can say, hey, here's where you're at, here's the pros and cons of this situation, you know, here's what we do for clients, here's what we bring to the table, here's how we, you know, navigate these challenges and risks, and here's our plan, and here's how we respond, um, you know, what's, what's more valuable to you? You know, where, where do you see the most value in terms of putting your money or having relationships? So, yeah, I I think it's critically important. You know, I I firmly believe in what we do and why we do it. Um, And then you, again, you have environments like we're experiencing right now, um, you know, and, and for clients to know that, you know, they're in good hands, they're working with a fiduciary that has a legal obligation to work solely in their best interest, you know, to put their interest first with every decision that we make, you know, they know that, you know, we're paying close attention because we're also compensated on the bottom line you know we're, we're paid in such a fashion where you know the better our clients do the better we do so as much as our clients want to grow when markets give us that chance we want the same thing you know as much as clients want to preserve um you know when the market's struggling we want that as well
3: sure 800-998-5649 and boy we are up against the clock already jeff this show is going by so fast let's take another quick break and invite kevin to uh you know
2: give us a call all right sounds great steve
3: Hey, folks, here it is. This is a great opportunity for you to to come on in, sit down, get that financial roadmap put together once and for all. Kevin is there for you, and Jeff and the team at Frisbee and Associates can really help you Get a financial roadmap put together, a true practical financial review. If you've never done it before, there's no time like the present. If you've heard the show before, if you've thought about calling, now is the time. Today's the day, 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review that Kevin just described, plus all the extras that go along with it, the portfolio x-ray, the social security analysis, all, no cost, no no obligation. Just give us a call, 800-998-5649. You will then have a financial roadmap that can get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649, Another
2: quick break. We're back with more right here on Financial Safari with Jeff Trishaw. We're crafting answers to your questions. Details when we come right back.
3: Oh, the haunting call of the loon, heard throughout the land of 10,000 lakes, AKA Minnesota. It's the 32nd state admitted to the union in May of 1858. The name comes from the Dakota Indians and means sky tinted water. There's certainly plenty of that. If you count all the lakes in Minnesota, they number about 15,000. So it's not surprising that Minnesota has more recreational boats than any other state. That's one for every six people. The mighty Mississippi has humble roots in Minnesota. It begins at Lake Itasca. It's a small spring-fed lake in northern Minnesota, less than two square miles in area. You can actually walk across the river at that point. Some 200 miles south on the Mississippi, we find the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul. St. Paul is the state capital. Famous Minnesotans include Prince, Judy Garland, Bob Dylan, F. Scott Fitzgerald, J. Paul Getty, Louis Anderson, Lonnie Anderson, Vince Vaughn, Charles Schultz, just to name a few. And from the missed it by that much file, in politics, Hubert Humphrey rose to vice president, but missed the big one losing to Richard Nixon. Walter Mondale, also VP, then lost the top job to Ronald Reagan. And in sports, the Minnesota Vikings made it to the Super Bowl four times and never won. Missed it by that much. Other Minnesota sports teams? The Minnesota Twins, the Timberwolves, the Lynx, and the Minnesota Wild. Plenty of Fortune 500 companies that call Minnesota home, including Best Buy, General Mills, Target, 3M, and others. Rochester, Minnesota, home to the Mayo Clinic, which is world famous for its expert doctors and new medical discoveries. Speaking of discoveries, the stapler was invented in Minnesota, along with rollerblades, the snowmobile, the bump pan, scotch tape, the Milky Way candy bar, Wheaties cereal, Bisquick water skis, and who could forget Spam introduced by Hormel, or Hormel as the locals say.
2: You don't say hand, you say Spam, Spam is real spice, hand, you don't say hand, you say Spam.
3: The state bird is the loom, the flower is the pink and white lady slipper, the state muffin, oh sure there is one, it's the blueberry muffin. Movies filmed in Minnesota include Purple Rain, Jingle All the Way, Grumpy Old Men, and of course, the Coen Brothers classic Fargo. Oh,
0: you betcha, yeah.
3: Joel and Ethan Coen also hail from Minnesota. And what trip to Minnesota would be complete without a visit to the Mall of America?
2: There's a place for fun in your life, Mall of America.
3: MOA, size of 78 football fields, there's an amusement park in the middle of it all. It was at the Minnesota State Fair, September 2nd, 1901, when Teddy Roosevelt coined the phrase, speak softly and carry a big stick. About the only stick you'll need in Minnesota is a fishing pole to try your hand at landing the cherished walleye, also the state fish. And that's just a small sample of what the North Star State has to offer. Learn more at exploreminnesota.com. We're back on Financial Safari with Jeff Drushon, our final segment today. It's where we get into the questions, of course, as, as uh, Jeff just said. Uh, Jeff sitting in for Kevin Frisbee today. And uh, always a pleasure to talk with you, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, of course, is an independent. He's a fiduciary. Uh, and, uh, you know, just really, you're such a key part of the organization. And Kevin has done a great job at putting together a great group of people. I mean, I've talked with a number of folks up there. And, and you know, you guys are all just
2: really just good folks. Yeah, I appreciate that, Steve. And the, the feeling is mutual in terms of working with you. But um, yeah, we've got a really great chemis- chemistry. You know, I, I think we've got, uh, you know, Kevin has done a great job in terms of building the team. We've all got, a, you know, the same focus, same objectives in terms of taking care of clients, providing a high level of service and communication. And, you know, when you take care of your, uh, your, your customers employee and employees, uh, you know, your customers and employees take care of you, as the saying goes. So. Sure. is the number. All
3: right, let's jump into some of these questions, Jeff. And um, uh, Jane is in Kittery, and uh, she says, I'm 50, and I have 14 years remaining on a 15-year mortgage at a rate under 3%. Should I pay off my mortgage now or keep making payments, realizing that if inflation remains high, I can pay off my mortgage over time with cheaper dollars? I could then invest my current funds in conservative high-yield stocks at about
2: 5%. What do you think? Hi. Right. Jane, well, first of all, thanks for calling into the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a great question. And and you've got, I think, the perfect mindset there in terms of, you know, what what I may recommend from a 10,000 foot view. You know, so of course it kind of depends on when you're retiring and what you have for savings. And if you're planning on retiring at sixty-five, you know, and paying off the mortgages within that window, and when you talk about inflation and paying off the cheaper dollars and a mortgage rate under three percent, absolutely. I would I would continue to make your minimum payments there and look at opportunities to invest your money with a long-term time horizon, you know, historically, you know, if the market does what it's done for the last hundred years, you're very likely to be in a, a much better position as opposed to paying off the mortgage today. Um, you know, if, if you're planning on retiring in three years and you've got another million in savings already or, or something of that nature, then maybe the conversation is different. Um, you know, happy to, to, to review the situation more, uh, you know, in person should you see value.
3: Well, that's the thing. I mean, when, when folks are writing these questions, you can't be specific about the answers. I get that. Uh, But uh, so, Jane, the answer is uh, just give Jeff a call 800-998-5649. On we go. George is in Livermore Falls uh, and he's wondering, he said, what should I do with RMD funds after paying taxes
2: if there is currently no need for the funds and I want them to grow with limited risk? Yeah. Great question, George. And thanks for calling. And uh, it sounds like one of those problems that's a good problem to have. Uh, <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you have to take those required minimum distributions and you say, hey, I don't need this money. So, you know, again, like you said, Steve, these are tough questions to answer as as, as potentially general as they may be, because we don't have all the facts. We don't have all of the data, right? Um, you know, so you can reinvest that money in a brokerage account. You know, if you're healthy and you your intent is to leave money behind to beneficiaries, you can fund a life insurance policy. Policy, um, you know, to, to have those funds pay for a life insurance policy. If you wanted to put yourself in a position where you can get some growth with limited risk, certainly there's some options there. You know, there is always a trade-off potentially in terms of liquidity and what that may look like, um, you know, but but there's tons and tons of options to kind of consider. And I think that just falls back to having a good conversation and understanding what your goals and objectives are. And then, you know, educating you on the best options to help you, you know, achieve those goals and objectives and, and uh, you know, kind of just walking through it together.
3: Well, again, uh, if you don't need that money, and and, uh, like you said, it's a good problem to have, there could be a charitable piece to this too, couldn't there? If you wanted to just donate the money, then you don't have to take them at all. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, all right, George, if you want to know some more, 800-998-5649. Let's go uh, with to Glenn in Turner. Uh, Glenn says, I'm planning to retire at 62, but I won't collect Social Security until I'm 67 will I get increased benefits even though
2: I hadn't worked in the last five years? Yeah. Great question, Glenn, and, and thanks for, uh, for giving us a shout. Um, so, it, it really depends on kind of how you look at it. Um, so, Social Security is based off of your highest 35 earning years. So, the more years you have of substantial earnings over time, the less you're going to see volatility or changes in your Social Security benefit if you retire early. So, when you get that Social Security statement and it shows you a number in the top right-hand corner, let's say it's $2,000 a month at your full retirement age, and let's say your full retirement age is age 67. That number is calculated in the fine print to say, at your current earnings rate, if you continue to earn this amount of money until 67, here's what you will be entitled to. So if you, if you file or retire, excuse me, at age 62, and you don't contribute, to Social Security for five more years. It's possible you'll see a little bit of variation there, um, but because it's based on your highest 35 earning years, it's really not going to be substantial. And and I would also say that um, technically, your benefit will increase at 67 relative to 62 because every year that you defer taking Social Security, starting at age 62, it grows by about 7 to 8% per year. Um, So over five years, you're going to get about 35% more at age 67 per month. Than you would at age sixty-two. All right. Well. Um, so again, you know, happy to happy to dive in a little more deeply, but that's uh, from a ten thousand foot view.
3: So Glenn, if you'd like, 800-998-5649, That's the number. Let's see. Belinda has checked in from Ellsworth, and she said, "I heard you talk about how now might how now might be a good time to roll over a simple IRA into a Roth IRA. Is that
2: something I can do myself, or do I need help?" Hey Belinda. Uh, yeah, great question. Thanks for calling into the show. Um, yeah, always a good time to consider the Roth conversion, um, to, to answer your question, you know, it, it, you know, in, in a straightforward manner, it is something that you can do yourself. It's just a matter of how, you know, comfortable you are, you know, utilizing the custodian that you have access to and how comfortable and confident you are in your ability to do that without making a potential mistake. Um, you know, it is a little bit more of a, uh, uh, a type of situation and transaction where you really want to kind of come at it from an, un, uh, an angle of understanding all tax consequences of that transaction. Um, you know, by rolling over to a Roth IRA from a traditional retirement account, a pre-tax account, you're gonna have a taxable event. Okay. So you wanna make sure that you're you know considering whether or not to withhold taxes from the amount that you're converting, or if you've got liquid cash in a savings account that you can pay the taxes come tax season the year following. Um, you wanna make sure you're not converting so much that you're bumping yourself up into a potentially higher tax bracket. You know, maybe you look at breaking that down over a three to five year window or something like that to do it as tax efficiently as possible. Um, but in terms of the way the market's performing, I'm always a fan of considering converting during down markets um, because then when the market inevitably turns back around and goes back up, you know, you're riding that wave up with tax-free, gain, or, uh, sure. tax-free gains. All right. You know, so yeah, happy to have that conversation in more detail, more specifically.
3: Well, all right. Well, so to me, it seems like it, to make sure everything is done correctly, I would like help. that's 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 just my
2: opinion i'm i'm happy to take the help (laughs) for sure for sure and we're happy to offer that help
3: yeah uh 800-998-5649 all right we got time for another one here let's go to victor in rockland uh victor says i'm 79 and drawing about 2200 dollars a month in social security i'm going back to work will this impact my current social security retirement benefit
2: yeah. Great question, Victor. And, and uh, thanks for calling us in and giving us the opportunity to help. So uh, because you're over your full retirement age, which, which I'm assuming was probably around age 66 at the time, um, you are not going to be penalized by going back to work. So there's no penalty in, in a sense of uh, an actual physical penalty on your account, like if you were drawing social security prior to full retirement age. It is possible that you may have, if you're not already, that you may have to pay taxes on your social security benefit, depending on on your filing status and depending how much other additional income that you have. So there's a formula we use called provisional income uh, to determine, you know, exactly how much of your social security benefit is considered taxable based on earnings and income outside of your social security check. So I would say, give us a call. Um, You know, let's talk in a little more detail to figure out exactly what you can expect so that way you're not hit with a surprise tax bill, you know, come next year. You know, we can really kind of plan for that.
3: Sure, but at 79, heading back to work, good for you, Victor.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt still got it. And honestly, that's the type of thing that that really kind of keeps you going. My grandfather lived well into his his 90s, you know, just by staying active and staying busy. And I think that's one of the most important things of transitioning into retirement is uh, not stopping entirely. So good for you.
3: And well, but those, I mean, on that note, you, you have those conversations. You, you talk about the, the mental aspect of retiring because that's a big deal.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're talking, you know, let's say you retired 66, I mean, uh, you know, or 67 at full retirement age. I mean, that's 47 plus years of habit, <laughs> you know, yes. kind of built in underneath you in terms of getting up and going to work five days a week. So to, to move a hundred miles an hour and then just to, you know, hit the brakes and go to zero, you know, it, it's a big deal. So you really want to make sure that, you know, outside of being financially prepared, that you're mentally and physically prepared for retirement, that you've got some hobbies that you can take up and, you know, maybe you do work part time and it's not for the money, but it's it's for the social interaction and it's for the ability to keep moving and, and have goals and targets and things to kind of look forward to. And, you know, I, I think I always kind of say like, don't put pressure on yourself in retirement. You know, it's going to be a transitional period. You know, you're going to go through ebbs and flows and ups and downs and you're going to feel guilty about not getting up and going to work every day. And, you know, there, there's uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot that goes into it. outside of just the money. So we try to incorporate that in and really make sure our clients prepare are prepared not only financially, but also you know emotionally, physically, and mentally.
3: All right. Well, and again, so you are that one-stop shop too. That's kind of, kind of what Frisbee and Associates is built on. And um, so on that note, let's go ahead and, and invite
4: uh, folks to call one last time. We'll throw things over to Kevin.
2: All right. Sounds great, Steve.
4: For the next 10 callers who will call in today,
3: Hey folks, this is it. Last opportunity right now to come on in, sit down, get a financial roadmap put together. It's a practical financial review. And if you're looking for that second opinion, if no one has uh, taken a look at the plan that you had put together several years ago, now's the time to have a second look. 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now. Get that comprehensive financial review. You're going to see, yep, this is where I am today. But more importantly, you'll find that you walk out with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to Be when it comes to retirement 800-998-5649 again 800-998-5649 jeff as always a pleasure to chat with you the information is great the show goes by so quickly and and the information is really important
2: yeah for sure i i always enjoy it steve enjoy the questions enjoy the conversation really passionate about what we do and why we do it and building relationships and taking care of people and i think this is a great opportunity just to uh you know continue to get our names out there and, and provide some good information